Transmitter device activated. Coordinate set for Earth 2. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Earth 2 podcast, your weekly exploration of the DC Comics multiverse and the legacy of their Golden Age characters through the Silver and the Bronze Ages of comics. I'm Peter Watson. I'm Steve Higgins. I'm Gavin Ritsa. This is Rich Fulham. I'm Chuck Lauridens. This is Max Traver. I'm Tony Esmond. I'm Dan Butcher. I'm Ross Aiken. I'm Brandon Peters. I'm Christine Panton. I'm the Irredeemable Shag. And squeezing in at the end of the bench, it's me, David Steele. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. We're back with part two of the 1973 Justice League Justice Society crossover, the epic adventure that brings the quality comics characters into the DC continuity to form eventually a team that will be known as the Freedom Fighters. Yay! Peter's going to tell you about the cover to issue 108. At the top, we have the Justice League of America Shield, the DC logo in the top left corner, 20 cents, number 108 in the top right, the world's greatest superheroes. And it is indeed approved by the Comics Code Authority. Thank goodness for that. Mm. But the main image in the cover, it's one of those heroes rushing against heroes covers. It's fantastic. It's almost like an hourglass, the way it's laid out. Or a giant X. Mmm. Ah. I see what they did there. Do you know what? I've owned this comic for about, what, nearly 30 years probably, and I've never, I've always just seen it as the two triangles with the captions <laughs> on them. I've never seen the X. That's, wow. Yes. Right, I'm going to have to, I have to go and think about this. So rushing in from the left, we have Dr. Fate, the Sandman. Superman and Batman. And rushing in from the right, with Human Bomb, the Ray, Uncle Sam and Black Condor. And there are two triangle captions in between them, forming this X or hourglass, depending on how you see it. It's definitely an X. I can't unsee it now. Yes. Wow. And the caption says, Is this how World War Three will be fought? Between the superheroes of two different Earths. We're going to have to talk about that caption, aren't we? Hmm. I'm not going to talk about it right now, but we'll talk about it in the wrap-up episode, which we'll follow next week. Interesting the fact that there's three JSA members on the cover. Mm-hmm. Just Batman for the League. And wouldn't it have been amusing if the human bomb and Black Condor had been substituted by, say, respectively, Dollman and Phantom Lady? Yes. Because... <laughs> Ray versus the Sandman, I'd watch that fight. Mm-hmm. Batman versus Black Condor, I'd watch that fight. Mm-hmm. Doctor Fate versus the Human Bomb. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Superman versus like Uncle now. Sam. Mm-hmm. Incredibly symbolic. We shall see if this scene or anything like it happens inside, because obviously that happened last week. Well, I loved the bit when the scene just exactly like the cover of last week's happened. <laughs> <laughs> right, so without any further ado, everyone can clear their throats and be ready. We open with a splash image, which is captioned, Concluding the most fantastic adventure to date of the Justice League of America. And there's a drawing of the American flag, ruffling in a mild breeze, standing on the left-hand side of the picture. Superman of Earth 2, with Batman, the Sandman, Elongated Man, Doctor Fate, Red Tornado and Green Arrow. Superman is pointing at Uncle Sam of the Quality Heroes, standing with him of the Ray, Black Condor, Phantom Lady and Human Bomb. Dollman is perched on Uncle Sam's shoulder. Superman is saying, Uncle Sam, we accuse you and your friends of betraying America. Presenting Earth X, the interdimensional world where Nazi Germany won the Second World War and now controls the planet. Into this oppressed parallel reality comes a handful of avenging figures determined to free the Earth or perish in the attempt. But if our opening scene is any indication, one must truly wonder if they will be... 13 13 against against the Earth. Earth. 
Or 13 against themselves. Gosh, a small caption tells us this story was brought to us by the talents of Len Wein writer, Dick Dillon and Dick Giordano artists, Julius Schwartz editor. Now, page two of the story is a handy recap of everything that happened in issue 107. And it's brought to us by Uncle Sam, who sat down on a rickety looking chair, which he's perched on back to front, Commander Riker style. Yes. And over some images of the Jelly and Jesse using their transport cubes and fighting some tanks and freedom fighters coming to rescue them and Sam telling him about what's been going on and the Ray and Dr. Fate and the others turning up at the Eiffel Tower. Uncle Sam handily recaps issue 107. Over to you, Steve. Come on now, buddies. You'll have to settle down and keep still if you want your old Uncle Sam to finish his tale. Okay now, comfortable? Nobody has to leave the room? Good enough. Then I'll start where I left off. If you remember last time, the members of the Justice League of America and the Justice Society of America had invented a gizmo called the Transmatter Cube, a device to help them cross the dimensional barriers between their two Earths. But the interference of that android fella, the Red Tornado, threw the transmitter doodad out of whack and threw a half dozen of them Justice guys into our dimensional world instead where they found themselves facing a dang blasted nightmare. A nightmare that might blamed well have killed them if me and the gang hadn't jumped in to land a hand. Well, we got them all to safety, then told them about the mind control machines the Razzis used to keep the world enslaved, and danged if they didn't offer to help us destroy the cussed things. Doc Fate's magic powers teleported us across the world to the locations of the three mind controllers. Then we rushed on in to give them what for. The Ray, Doc Fate, the human bomb, and that spooky Batman fella tackled the device atop the Eiffel Tower and blew it to kingdom come. And the rest of us? The rest of us, well, listen close and I'll give you all the details. And that brings us to the top of page three. Fujiyama, Japan's most sacred mountain. Each year, many thousands of faithful believers make the rugged pilgrimage 12,388 feet to the volcanic mountain's top to worship their ancient gods. But this grim day, four special pilgrims join the silent procession. Four trapply garbed figures who worship a most special god. The god of freedom. And we get logos for Superman, Dollman, Green Arrow, and Phantom Lady. And it's interesting that Superman's logo has written underneath it, Registered US Patent Office. That fascinates me. Hmm. I'd like to stop the guy from MF Enterprises <laughs> <laughs> publishing his own version. Because let's be honest, he probably would. Now, the hmm. foreground of this panel is always an older Japanese man wearing a fur-lined anorak, his long straggly beard and moustache. And behind him are the aforementioned heroes also wearing fur-lined overcoats, apart from Dollman, who's tucked in beside Superman. And we can see what looks like a whole bunch of other people who are making a pilgrimage falling up behind. Superman kicks things off by saying, Things certainly are different on this Earth. On our worlds, Japan was the Nazis' ally during the war. The elderly Japanese guy turns to them and says, And so it was here as well, young man, until the war did end. No sooner did we lay down our arms in triumph than the Nazi serpent did turn upon us, forcing Japan to bend to the Third Reich's will. I... The shame we bear since then, how we pray for a chance to regain lost face. Just have faith a little while longer, old father, and we'll see what we can do to give you that chance, replies Superman. And when, at last, the pilgrims reach the majestic mountain's peak... 27 pages into the story, Phantom Lady gets a line. She says, Fuji is actually an almost extinct volcano, Green Arrow. 
and I can think of no better place to locate the mind control station than in the volcano's craterous mouth. To which the Emerald Archer replies, I'll buy that, Phantom Lady. But we got one little problem before we can find out for sure. As we see in the background, that the summit of the volcano is being guarded by armed soldiers. This prompts Superman to say in reply to Oliver, I mean, those guys? Well, you know what we can do about them. Let's just quietly spread out around the crater's rim, and when I give the signal... Yeah, we know, Hero. We know. And moments later, when the four determined defenders are all in position... Superman throws off his fur-lined coat and cries, Now! And at that, one of the German Nazi soldiers fires on him with his machine gun, saying, Lieber Gott! Back, you crazy fool! Get back! In the words of the Bard, not a chance. For even as the stunned Nazi guards begin to react, four Grim Crusaders are erupting into their own special kind of action. Superman grabs the soldier who's firing at him and hurls him into one of his colleagues. You see Phantom Lady zapping one soldier with a black light ray, grabbing another guy by the wrist and flipping him over. We see Green Arrow taking out two soldiers with one projectile. Amazing. Gosh. And with a clod and a splacked. Dollman takes out a couple more evil Nazi scum. Fantastic. Over the page, oh, there's another half-page advertisement for a DC Comics 100-pager, issue DC 22, featuring The Flash. We would refer you to our 100-page episode of some time ago. Mm-hmm. And the caption at the top of page 5 reads, And when the dust of brief battle has settled... Yep, lots of unconscious German soldiers lying about all over the place. Superman is saying to the guide, Old Father, you asked a chance to restore your nation's pride, and I give it to you gladly. Take the Nazis' weapons. Guard them till we return. Return, young man. But where do you go? Into the crater, old father. With that, the heroes start to move forward. Superman continues. To destroy the evil that holds your world in chains. You know, I was afraid he'd say that. Green Arrow, I refuse to believe you're as reluctant as you pretend to be. Yep. Tell you what, lady. You don't tell anybody, neither will I. The heroes have moved inside the crater now. Dollman, perks on Green Arrow's shoulder, perks up with... Hate to interrupt, gang. But have you noticed anything strange about this crater? Such as the fact that it's empty? Where in blazes is the mind control station that's supposed to be here? I think it is here, Dollman. But some mysterious barrier prevents us from seeing it. We see Superman reaching out with his left hand, almost like he's touching something in midair. He continues. Well, that is a problem easily solved, and with our punches against whatever it is that he's discovered. But in the final panel of page 5, it's almost like a hole has appeared in midair. Through this hole, we see a computer very similar to the one that Batman and the others saw at the end of issue 107. Superman turns to the heroes who are with him and says, There, I told you the device was here. Anytime you're ready, lady and gentlemen, we can start dismantling this thing. Which Dollman says, Lead on, friend. You don't have to invite me twice. But as the daring band cautiously advances upon the gargantuan device... Yeah, we see the giant, like, I want to call it Bertha, because it looks like Bertha, the old children's <laughs> BBC programme from Bertha, the 80s. This weird... Bertha. Yep, this weird sort of almost humanoid computer that screens at make up its face. It stirs and clicks into life. Uh, click. Uh, alarm. Alarm. Intruders in area. Preliminary scanning reveals for humanoids abnormal superior capacities. Conclusion. Humanoids similar to those that destroyed Paris installation. George Green Arrow pipes up with... What do you know? This gizmo can talk. And obviously means they must all be connected. There must be a network between these computers. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Like an internet. Yes. The computer continues in panel two. Observation. Program maneuvers D54N3 and R96E2 have proven ineffective against such humanoids. Projected course of action. 
A more basic means of restraint must be employed against current intruders. Doman exclaims. What in blue blazes is that thing talking about? Attention, humanoids. Warning, any attempt made to destroy this mechanism will result in the immediate obliteration of the island Japan. Repeat, total devastation of Japan. Caution, this is no idle threat. Superman looks very thoughtful. Great shot of him here. Where we see his grey temples. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's quite amusing that the guide called him young man yes. earlier on. Superman looks thoughtful. No idle threat, huh? Bunk! He punches at the computer in the next panel, saying, You'll be threatening us out of the other side of your condensers after I'm through with... And then there's a rumble all the way through the next panel. As Clark cuts himself off, saying, Huh? The ground, trembling like a leaf in a storm. Final lady says... Then the device really meant what it said. It's going to destroy Japan by sinking the island into the sea. Superman takes to the air in the first panel of page 7, flying off saying, Gotta get moving. Do what I can to keep Japan's nose above water. You folks will have to finish off the mind control device for yourselves. Minato says, Gee, thanks. Remind me to do you a favor sometimes too. Observation program action thus far. 52.94631% effective. A half dozen heartbeats later. And we see that indeed the island is in bad shape. Superman has had to fly down into a hole in the ground has been created by the island splitting open. He's trying to pull the two halves of the crevice towards each other. As he does this, he's thinking, we must fuse these fissures together again before they reach the island's base and tear Japan apart. But the going is slow. So terribly slow. We cut back to Green Arrow and Dollman standing in front of the computer. The computer says, Observation update. Departed humanoid possessed majority of superior abilities. Conclusion, remaining humanoids will cause little trouble. Little trouble? I think I resent that. In fact, I know I resent. Quit jawing for a second, Archer, and listen to me. Dollman cuts Green Arrow off. He whispers in Green Arrow's ear, saying, We still have to destroy that device without destroying Japan as well. And I think I've figured out how. Now here's my plan. Caption for the next panel. And moments later... Green Arrow fires a succession of arrows at the computer, saying... Okay, Rivet Brain. You've had it. We may not all be Superman, but if we fail, it won't be for lack of trying. And as the explosions from the arrows start going off, the computer speaks again, saying... Attention. Humanoids' violence is futile. Even this mechanism's total destruction will not reverse the catastrophe you have set in motion. But regardless, this mechanism must continue to function. Since you will not surrender peacefully, you must be eliminated. And with that, a hatch opens and a weird gun-shaped device pops out and fires a little burst of energy at Green Arrow with a... Green Arrow exclaims, Huh? But before the searing energy can strike the startled bowman... Phantom Lady activates the device on her belt and a little burst of black light fires out and intercepts the golden energy coming from the computer. Thanks. That's one I owe you, kind lady. Don't mention it. My improved black beam can absorb energy as well as light. Revaluation. Humanoid still functioning. Energy beam ineffective. New defensive maneuver required if this mechanism is to continue. Projection programmed. Action T52D4 will quick alarm internal malfunction. This mechanism is losing control of its actions. Control. Control. I do believe we've done it, gang.
You've done it indeed, Green Arrow. For instance, after the mind control station's malfunction, Japan is safe once more. Yeah, and we get a long shot of the island sort of wobbling. (laughs) It's the only way I can put it, which obviously means everything's fine. Mm. A quick dissolve. And instance after that... Superman alights back with his colleagues, and he says, All right, crew, I saw what you did, but how did you do it? We did it with our little doll man, Soups. Come on, Arrow, let me tell it myself. It's simple, really. Under camouflage of a hail of exploding arrows, I managed to reach the mind control device unseen, sneaked inside and played havoc with the mechanism's wiring, until I hit the proper combination to reverse the sinking Japan operation, then deactivated the device. Permanently. Yes, helpful captioning from Daryl there as we see over two panels, him leaping off an arrow, one of the ones that Oliver had fired at the computer, and then another inset shot of him doing some rewiring, which is Mm. tremendous. I'm looking back to page seven to see if there's any sign of him, and there isn't, but that's marvellous. So, of course, that's what he's going to do. I didn't even think of that. That's great. So, for the final panel of page eight, the camera pulls back to show what looks like the elderly guide from earlier on and some of his pals looking down into the crater and seeing the heroes. Superman says, But deactivating the mind control machine doesn't seem to have changed a thing. The people above are still subdued and defeated, still victims of Nazi domination. In heaven's name, what did we do wrong? Hampton says, continuing the third page following, we pass a full page advertisement for a, a DC Comics Tarzan tabloid. Mm. That's quite exciting. Very. And then we pass another advertisement for the for the Cleveland Institute of Electronics. Succeed in electronics. Yeah, I wonder if they're mm. still going. And we arrive then at the top of page nine. Shift your attention from Fujiyama to a mountain of quite a different sort. Mount Rushmore of Earth X. Since 1925, it is stood in the Black Hills of South Dakota as a monument to the men who helped to shape a nation. Now it stands as a tribute to the mad-eyed ex-house painter who conquered that nation, and the rest of the world as well. Enter four godly costumed figures. By this time, we need not tell you why they are here. And we get logos for Black Condor, Sandman, Uncle Sam, and the elongated man with Ralph's actually being the only one that looks authentic. Anyway... You can see Mount Rushmore, you know, the heads of Washington and Lincoln and all that, and also another head of blooming Adolf Hitler. And we can see people standing on top of the sculpted heads, but also in the foreground, we see Black Condor, Uncle Sam, and our pals, Max and Rich from the Weird Warriors podcast, appearing today as the Sandman and the Elongated Man. Black Condor speaks first. From the look of those Nazi guards, the mind control device is set up on top of the mountain. And the Sandman says, But how do we get past those guards to destroy it? They'd mow us down before we get halfway to the top. Not if they didn't see us, Sandman, says Ralph, who continues. Give me a few minutes to slither stealthily up there, then come running. <laughs> As Ralph moves and stretches off, Uncle Sam tips his hat back, scratches his head and says, By Juniper, that man is a peculiar sort of fella, ain't he? Our position shifts to a couple of the Nazi soldiers who are standing on top of the sculpted statues. One of them says, Ah, another monotonous day. Ja, Hans? Ja, Ernst. I do not see why the Third Reich needs us to guard this miserable mountain when there are more important. But he's cut off because a hand is tapping him on the shoulder and a voice says, Excuse me, pal. Got a match? Vast East, says Hans as he turns round and in with a f- he gets punched out by the elongated man who says, I, Ist. You can call me the elongated man, if you can pronounce it. But don't be shy. With his other hand, he strikes the other soldier in the throat, put up a karate chop, and the other soldier exclaims, Argh! Tremendous. In the first panel of page 10, Uncle Sam arrives, and Black Condor arrives too, bearing the Sandman. And obviously, because of all the fuss, some of the other German soldiers are rushing over to get involved. 
Ellen Gaty Mann says, Step right up and meet my friends. They've been itching to meet you for a long time. The first soldier who runs in gets punched out by Uncle Sam. <coughs> One of the other soldiers exclaims, The Freedom Fighters! Kill them! Schnell! Schnell! Thankfully, Sunman whips out his gas gun, fires it at them, saying, Now, how are you going to kill anybody when you're going to be so busy sleeping? Knock out gas! Coughs one of the soldiers before collapsing. The next panel's great. Uncle Sam gets involved further as he says, Effective, Sandman, but a little impersonal, if you know what I mean. Now me, I got a way of handling these rotsies that's a heap more satisfying. With that, he grabs one of the soldiers by the ankles and hurls around with clams and thwacks and thoughts and a couple more. Black Condor enters the fray, flying down, hurling punches. Blacks and Fox knocks out a couple of soldiers as he says, Satisfaction should come from the result of our efforts, Uncle Sam, not the methods we use to attain them. What are you trying to do, Black Condor? Spoil all our fun? Not every day a fella gets a chance to win World War II all over again. And that's a great shot of elongated man in action as he wraps himself around and coils around some of the soldiers, punching and knocking them out with clubs and bats and clacks and blocks. And so, in the final panel, page 10, the heroes are standing triumphant over about 10 unconscious German soldiers who are all stretched out in front of them. A little smugly, elongated man says, Okay, what do we do for an encore? First panel, page 11, Uncle Sam replies, We do what we came here to do. Destroy that cussed mind control machine. And we see, once again, there is another almost human-featured computer atop Mount Rushmore. The other heroes boggle, and indeed Sandman says, Strange. I didn't even notice that thing till now. Perhaps not, Sandman, says Black Condor. But it certainly noticed us. Look. And it's the return of the Anglepoise lamp. That's what it looks like. The Anglepoise lamp of death, or maybe it's the sonic device of death, rears up on another metallic tentacle as the computer pipes up saying, Alarm, alarm, intruders in area. Preliminary scan indicates more abnormally superior humanoids. Activating defensive precaution P37D2. And if our stalwart adventurers wonder about the precise nature of defensive precaution P37D2, they do not have to wonder for long. Very helpfully, Uncle Sam tells us what defensive precaution P37D2 appears to be when he says, Tarnation! Our approach has set off a wall of flame between us and that contraption. We're snookered! Then consider us unsnookered, Uncle Sam. My handy-dandy gas gun has more than one use. Extinguishing fires, for instance. Excellent. Yeah, we see Wesley firing a cloud from his weapon. Sam observes, well, I'll be a tarnished spoon. Revaluation. Humanoids have penetrated perimeters of area P37D2. Defense area R96C5 must be activated. All ground in 15-foot area electrified. And, yeah, we see a little circle of sparkling electrical energy roaring out from the computer. Sandman says, The machine is not joking. Look at those sparks! Black Condor once again grabs Sandman, bears him into the air. Elongated Man steps over the, the wall of electricity, and Sam leaps over it, saying, Heck, it ain't even gonna make us break our stride! First panel of page 12, the heroes are squaring up to the computer. Elongated Man says, Okay, computer puss. That's two up and two down. Got anything else you want to throw at us? Observation, defensive program R96C5, ineffective. 
which the Sandman says. So we noticed. But while you're trying to come up with some new bingo score, we're downright gonna take you apart at the seams. And an elongated man says, Are we ever? And with a. The four heroes just basically punch the computer. Yes. Amazing, giving it a thump. <laughs> um, maybe the, the next panel they'll try switching it off and switching it back on again. <laughs> In panel four, elongated man stretches out his neck saying, Huh? I don't believe it. We didn't even dent it. Condor says, We hit that machine with enough power to destroy this entire mountain. Sam says, What in thunderation went wrong? To which the Sandman says, Well, there's one way to find out. Hit it again! And so, they do. Again, and again, and again. With power enough to hurl the stars from out the heavens. Yeah, interesting shot of the heroes just punching the computer again. Ralph and Wesley certainly don't have computer strength, so Mm. anyway, I'm not sure what they're hoping for, but the captioning continues, final panel of page 12. But not enough, evidently, to destroy one simple machine. I don't understand it. We didn't make a scratch. What in Jehoshaphat is going on around here? And then Ralph's nose wiggles as he says, From the way my mystery-loving nose is twitching, Uncle Sam, I think I know. Unless I'm sadly mistaken, gang, we haven't done any damage. But there's nothing there to damage. We've been fighting a mirage. A figment of our collective imaginations conjured up by the real machine. With the help of that little bird! He stretches his right arm and points at a bird that's in the air above them. Ralph gets a close-up as he continues. It's been hovering stationary above us since we began our assault, relaying visual images back to the real device which was out of our sight, hidden on the mountainside where it could not see us. Hidden, I'll bet you, inside that giant face of Hitler. Then what in blazes are we waiting for? Punches his palm. Busting that little paper hanger in the snoot is something I've been aching to do for a long time. And so, moments later... Elongated Man is now standing on the top of the Hitler effigy, holding Uncle Sam in his hands, stretching down. We can hear from inside the Hitler head the computer's voice saying... Emergency! Visual security has been breached. This mechanism is in danger of... But it's cut off in panel 5 as with a massive... Sam punches the Hitler face square on the nose. But when the echoes of Uncle Sam's blow at last fade away... We see the damage has been done to the the Hitler face, so the features are completely gone, and hanging out the hole is a big broken bunch of computer equipment. The heroes look up at it, and down on the ground, Sam is saying, It's over. We've destroyed our target. But somehow, I don't feel better for it. Like I know that, despite the way it looks... We did not succeed in our mission. Our Earth is still enslaved. Moments later, in the warehouse headquarters of the mysterious Freedom Fighters... Third time it's been said, so take a drink. Yes, the three groups of heroes are reappearing. Red Tornado says... Twelve figures materialising before me. Then my companions have ended their missions. And as they arrive, Dr. Fate says... I, Red Tornado, and ended them in failure. And after the gathered heroes have compared notes... Yes, heroes are all in conference. Batman is saying... Apparently the three mind devices had entered linked consciousness. As we destroyed the mechanisms, in turn, each one's knowledge and power were transmitting to the remaining devices. That much we've all figured out, Batman. But with all three contraptions finished, what's happened to that power now? Yes, that's something we've been wondering about too, says Superman. What did happen to all that dominating energy, Uncle Sam? Huh? 
What in thunderation are you asking us for? You figure we stole that energy? As a matter of fact, we do, says Superman, surprisingly with a slaps Uncle Sam on the chest. Sam is surprised, exclaiming, Oof. Batman steps forward. Who else stands to gain from the control of such monumental power? With your own super abilities and the mind control energy, you six plan to gain planetary domination. Human Bomb's not impressed at this. He says, What, what are you all gibbering about? Isn't it obvious? Says Superman. Uncle Sam, we accuse you and your companions of betraying America and the world. The heroes start squaring up against each other with Green Arrow saying, Well, you won't be conquering anything when we get through with you traitors. Hit him, men, for justice, for freedom, says Superman. The Ray looks astonished and says, For Pete's sake, they've gone out of their minds. Superman starts grappling with Uncle Sam, saying, For you, of all people, to turn traitor to America is the ultimate sin. I'll destroy you for that. Not this time you won't, Superman. You ain't catching me off guard twice. As Red Tornado looks on, Dr. Fate gestures towards the ray, firing bolts of electricity at him, saying, Foul vermin, you have betrayed the trust of a nation and thus do not deserve to live. That's a matter of opinion, pal. And seeing as you're crazy at the moment, your opinion isn't worth a whole lot. The ray's response as he fires a bolt of energy back at the Wonder Wizard. Red Tornado looks on as Green Arrow fires at Black Condor, who takes to the air. Red Tornado thinking, The Nazi's mind control ray is still in operation. The Earth-X heroes are immune to it. As am I, because of my android construction. But my Justice League and society colleagues have fallen victim. The next panel, hilariously, we see Dollman hanging off an extended, elongated man's nose as Red Tornado continues to ruminate. But my electronic brain allows me one other advantage beside immunity to the ray. It allows me to tune in on the impulses that are transmitting the mind control ray. And with any luck, I will be able to follow those impulses right back to their source before my associates can kill one another. With that, he takes to the air, his legs twirling to create the whirlwind, and in the background we see Phantom Lady very satisfying, flipping Batman over onto the ground. Moments later, at the very edge of Earth's atmosphere... Red Tornado has left the building. He's flying through space, and he's thinking... It's fortunate I do not need to breathe like normal human beings, or I'd have suffocated for lack of air a few thousand feet ago. Now I need only... There it is. Unless my sensors are very much in error, I found it. A huge Nazi satellite orbiting the Earth, the last of the mind control stations. Yes, this is a grotesque. To quote Jamie in the novelization of The Two Doctors, it's like 20 castles in the sky. Gosh. With like lots of towers and weird shapes and corridors and big swastikas everywhere. It's horrendous. Retornado approaches it further, thinking. But I must get inside the satellite to accomplish anything. And unless I can devise a way to force open this airlock. Huh? Yes, the airlock seems to have opened itself. A beam of light shines out, catching Tornado in it. As a computer voice from inside says, Welcome, intruder. Airlock is now open for your convenience. Please come in. Reddy has entered by panel four where he says, All right, I am in. What now? Please continue as you are doing to the large lighted chamber at the end of the corridor. I am waiting for you there. Now, this appears to be reported because in the final panel, page 16, Red Tornado's entered a large chamber indeed. There's a large swastika in the background and many armed soldiers sitting in front of it, but standing in front of it with his right hand raised. There's a figure, dark hair and a very small, neat, dark moustache who proclaims, Greetings. You have been the first to breach the security of my Skybound command post. The Fuhrer of the world salutes you. At which Red Tornado exclaims, Adolf Hitler! 
Wedy gestures at the dictator on the first panel of page 17, saying, Your reign of terror is over, madman. You have one second to deactivate your mind control mechanisms before I deactivate you. Wait! Stay your hand! Let me speak! Hitler gestures to a screen behind them. We can see Green Arrow fighting Black Condor and the Ray punching out Dr. Fate, Superman also getting up to mischief. As Hitler continues, saying, Why sacrifice yourself for a lost cause, Hertornado? Within moments your colleagues will have killed one another, and you will be alone. But I sense in you a kindred spirit, one who will consider this one chance I offer you. Forget your defeated comrades, and join us instead. Embrace the glorious cause of Nazism. Become one with me, and you will not regret it. You are madder than my internal history tapes inform me. Join you? Never! Reddy punches Hitler in the face. A surprise in the next panel as Red Tornado says, What? The force of my blow knocked his head off. I've been dealing with an android. And we see the Hitler figure. The head has come adrift from the body. Cables and what like, still holding it attached. Good grief. The computer voice suddenly pipes up, saying, A being not unlike yourself, intruder. Initial physiological scan indicates you are also an android. Ready whirls. That section of wall sliding open to reveal the last of the mind control devices. Yes, and a hatch opens revealing yet again another human-esque featured computer which says, Observation accurate, android, but this one mechanism is sufficient for the tasks at hand. Note, the four mind control mechanisms were possessed of an inner linked consciousness. The destruction of any of the mechanism transferred the knowledge and power of said mechanism into those remaining. Result, this mechanism now contains the total power of the mechanisms the twelve humanoids deactivated. Thus ensuring the Nazis retain planetary control because no one even knows the satellite exists. An ingenious scheme. Correction, the Nazi party no longer controls the planet. Control is under the jurisdiction of this mechanism only. Exposition. Mind control mechanisms were created with superior intelligence, better able to rule the Earth. Result, several years ago, this mechanism and the others took control from the Third Reich, replacing their leaders with android replicas to ensure the governmental shift would go unnoticed. The balance of power is about to shift again, computer, with your demolition. Without ready, starts twirling his legs and starts to lift up into the air. The computer responds, Alert! Alert! Security of this mechanism is threatened! Defensive precaution E45X8 indicated activation of android guards. And we see the German soldiers who are standing around, presumably then, they were also androids as well, mm. start to, looks like they're all sort of smiling and start to move into action. A caption for panel five. But as the robot guardsmen move into action, so start firing on Red Tomato, who starts filling his whole body faster and faster. And the computer notices this and says, Observation. Ordinary rifle fire, ineffective against android attacker. Naturally, I'm whirling so fast that the bullets ricochet from the air pressure barrier that surrounds me. Now a few whirlwind punches to remove these minor annoyances and I can get down to the matter at hand. Yeah, and with that ready, reforms partially. Still keeping his arms spinning, flies down with bumps and crumps and rangs, takes out the android soldiers. The caption for the first panel of page 19 reads, But before the red tornado can strike his computer targets... Things obviously start getting a bit wobbly. Reddy says, This entire chamber, shuddering savagely. Vibrations growing strong enough to tear this satellite apart. What's happening here? Crisis. Crisis. Android swirling motions have upset satellite's delicate gyroscopic balance. Satellite is now in decaying orbit, falling back to Earth. 
Conclusion, situation desperate. Less than a minute before the satellite is destroyed in the atmosphere, and there is still something I must attend to. Says Reddy, whirling his legs again and flying towards the, the main body of the computer, which is saying... Crisis! Crisis! This mechanism is in danger of termination! And over the next five panels, we see the satellite enter Earth's atmosphere, burning up, falling apart until it finally hits the ocean and explodes with a massive... Red Tornado is flying overhead with obviously something tucked into his cape. It is finished. Once again, a madman's dream dies in a blazing bunker. He flies away from the wreckage, saying, I'd better rejoin my friends. The caption runs out page 19, saying, And in one small spot in the Atlantic Ocean, the waters bubble for a time, then grow still. A slow dissolve, the caption for the first panel on page 20. Soon after, in the warehouse headquarters of the Earth X Freedom Fighters... The fourth time they've said it. Take a drink. Red Tornado stands before Uncle Sam, Human Bomb and the others. Red Tornado saying... And I burst through the molten wall just before the satellite plunged into the sea. Thunderation, man, I can't believe it. After all these years, our ordeal is over. Sam's delighted. Superman replies... But not ours, Uncle Sam. Not until we devise a way to return to our own Earths. And at this, Ray Tornado holds up what looks like a glass globe with some equipment inside it. He says, I may have already solved that problem, Superman. I removed this from the mind control machine before it was destroyed. Unless I'm mistaken, this is the mechanism that allowed the four devices to mentally communicate with one another over great distances. And with a little alteration, may well allow us to contact our respective Earths. Let's hope so. <laughs> Another slow dissolve. And after several hours of dedicated efforts... We see Sandman, Superman, Batman, Green Arrow, Elongated Man, Red Tornado and Dr. Fate standing in a circle with the same little globe that Red Tornado just had hovering in front of them. Dr. Fate is saying... Concentrate, my friends. Focus your minds of returning home on reaching the minds of those who must surely be searching for us. For an endless moment, all brows knit in furious concentration. And then... Faces of Jay Garrick Flash and Green Lantern Hal Jordan appear in the globe in front of them. Jay says, Dr. Fate, Superman, the rest of you, thank God you're all alive. Green Lantern says, Keep this channel open. We'll adjust the transmatter cubes to home in on you. See you soon, gang. See you soon. You see Superman shaking hands with Uncle Sam, saying, They'll be summoning us any second now, Uncle Sam, so I guess this is goodbye. Yep, I guess it is. Bye, Juniper Man, I'm gonna miss all of y'all. How can we ever thank you enough for giving us back our world? And, as the heroes of the Justice League and Justice Society start to fade out, almost like shadows here, Dr. Fate waves and says, We gave you nothing, good uncle. What you have gained this day you earned. Farewell, friends. Perhaps, Perhaps we shall we meet, meet again, again someday. someday. And we close on a shot of Uncle Sam as he says, yeah, Doc, maybe we will. And a caption runs out the story saying, Next issue, a Justice Leaguer quits, plus the sensational return of the most off-demanded hero-villain in comics. All this and more in Doom of the Divided Man. Or in other words, the end. The end. Well then, listeners, as you may have gathered from last week, we're going to do our thoughts and the wrap-up and the letters page and etc. and the conclusions and special episode next week. Until then, what did you think of this story? Why don't you email us and let us know? You can email us at theearth2podcast at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail at speakpipe.com forward slash theearth2podcast and tell us with your voice 
what you think. Make sure you also follow us on social media on Twitter, we're at podcast underscore Earth2, and on Facebook and Instagram, we're at the Earth2 Podcast, because we're putting up lots of lovely bonus material for this, and indeed every episode, and it's the number two for all of our social media. Yep, because we found the usual sort of couple of foreign covers and a couple of pages of original art. We'd like to thank all of our guest voices. Yes. Thanks everyone for coming back and helping us out. We'll talk mm-hmm. a little bit more about that in the wrap-up episode as well. But until then, I've been Peter. And I've been David. Take care. See you next week on... The Earth 2 Podcast. Transmatter Cube activated. Return coordinates set for Earth Prime. And Sam leaps over it saying, Heck, it ain't even gonna make us break our stride. Ain't gonna slow me down. Oh no, I got to keep a moving. That's one of those songs that I like and hate in equal measure. Because <laughs> um, I quite like it, but then you, you see what the guy looks like and you're like, oh, <laughs> it's kind of creepy. Anyway. <laughs>